Welcome to Thriving with Mental Illness, a podcast with real talk, an open and honest conversation about issues surrounding mental health. There are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. I'm Mikkel Buck, author, public speaker, and suicide survivor who's lived with mental illness for over 20 years. And with me is my guy, Adam. Hey guys, we'd like to welcome everybody to our podcast and we're excited to share. We don't have a guest, it's just us today. Yeah, we're, we're our own best guests. We're our own best We're our guests. own best company. Our best content comes from <laughs> the two of us. <laughs> It's both is important. Our professionals are important when we bring them on. That's right. But also the real life experience, which is really what we offer on the podcast. So yes, yeah. And today we're gonna discuss the hard hitting topic of sleep and dreams, and related to medication related and mental to illness, <laughs> mental illness and medication. So, mm-hmm. but before we jump into that, do you want to do an update or your meme? Let's do the meme. Okay. I looked so hard trying to find the source of this meme, and I could not find it. So then we figured, hey, if this is that hard to find, maybe people don't care. So it says, I came, I saw, I forgot what I was doing, retraced my steps, and got distracted on my way back. I have no idea what's going on, and now I have to pee. <laughs> I actually have real-life experience with this this week. It's all too real. Uh, yes, yes. So Ella texted me a few days ago, and she's like, Hey, Mom, did you get a weird message from your aunt on Facebook? So I get on Facebook, and I have like two Facebook accounts, my personal one, my author one, and then I have on Instagram my our personal page and then our mental illness warrior author page. So I get on, I'm like looking through Facebook, like, no, I don't have messages there. And by the time I check the four different accounts, I forget why I'm doing it and what I'm doing. So then I get in the shower, like go about my evening and then I'm like, oh shoot, I never responded to Ella. So sorry, I forgot what I was doing and took a shower. So (laughs) no, in fact, I didn't get a weird message from my aunt and perhaps she was hacked from you. I don't know. (laughs) So that, that happened this week. It's all when too I, real. I read that. I started laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh. I again, like, not necessarily mental illness related, but mental illness related. So, and although you can't see the meme, there is a picture <laughs> of a very confused goat on there. So, <laughs> which makes it even if better. that enhances. It was posted by a girl I went to high school with, Kimberly King. So that's where I got it from. But I just can't find the source of it unless it's hers. But she didn't take credit. So, you know, thank you, Kimberly King, either for your own content or for whatever you reposted. So we appreciate it. All right. So the update, things that have been going on. I I have a really funny story. It requires a bit of backstory. Obviously, I talk about rock climbing, right? I like to rock climb a lot with Sam. So I joined the rock climbing team. Actually, after the last bouldering competition that Sam and I did together, that he won, by the way, (laughs) I decided I want to join the rock climbing team. I'm super excited about it. So a super funny thing happened. There are two rock climbing gyms that I go to, same owner, but one of them is a specific bouldering gym and the other one is a rope climbing gym, essentially, that has a little bit of bouldering. So the bouldering gym opened up like a year and a half ago. So Sam and I were climbing there all the time. And I saw this guy there that looks just like this kid I went to elementary school with. And the kid's name was John Todd. And he had a very distinct posture and very distinct walk. And he was like always climbing things. So anyway, I remember he was a super nice kid. So I see this guy at the climbing gym. He's clearly there with his wife and daughter. And he looks to be around our age. 
he looks so much like him. He has like the same posture, the same walk. And I tell Sam, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I went to elementary school with his kid. So we see him there a couple times and he's like, mom, just go ask. So I go up to him. And again, he's clearly there with his wife and daughter. And I say, I, I, this probably sounds really weird. You look so familiar to me. Is your name John? And he said, yes, my name is John. And I said, oh my gosh, John Todd. And he's like, no, my name is John. And I said, yes, John Todd. He's like, no, my name is John. It was like super awkward. So then I tried to explain like, oh my gosh, you look just like this kid I went to elementary school with. His name was John. His last name was Todd. So his name was John Todd. And he said, no, my name is John. Anyway, the conversation did not get any better. It just was so awkward. And I actually ended up just walking away. Because I'm like, I, I don't know how to wrap this up. This is, yeah, this is so uncomfortable. So I just, I just ended up walking away. And like, I had met his wife. I, and his daughter was there. So it was supposed yeah, to be this. It was supposed to be amazing experience. Yeah. And it was not. It was like so awkward. The climbing gym opens up like six months later. I see him at the climbing gym. His wife is in on the treadmill area i wave to her she waves back i see john todd <laughs> john not john todd john and i i decide i'm like okay this is not going to be weird anymore i'm like hey it's good to see you again it's mikhail we met at the bouldering gym i don't know if he thought i was like propositioning him i'm not really sure what he thought or if he really didn't remember maybe that's the case anyway he just looks at me he doesn't say anything and we end up walking away again with the most awkward encounter we could possibly have. And it's super funny because I'm not a socially awkward person. I, I feel like drop me in any social situation. I can massage it enough that it, we walk away fine, right? Right. But for whatever reason, I cannot with this guy. And I've started to call him John Todd, not John Todd. Fast forward, I join the climbing team. I go into our first, our first practice. They go around the room, introduce people. It's a small group. There's only like eight people or 10 people there. Who's there? Lo and behold, John Todd, not John Todd. I'm like, awesome. I can't wait to have some more awkward encounters here. <laughs> See if we can improve on this. <laughs> so we go around the room. Coach Mark is introducing me. This is Mikkel. Everybody says their name. We get to John Todd, not John Todd. He's like, hi. My name is John. Nice to meet you. I'm like, oh, is that how we're playing this? Like, we've never <laughs> met each other before. Cool. Actually, that's probably the right approach. So that that's correct. John Todd, not John Todd. We are now on the climbing team together and <laughs> will continue to have many awkward encounters going forward. So <laughs> happy to report. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because I've had interactions with people like that before where they're just some people that for some reason every interaction is is yeah. awkward and the more you try to make it different it just doesn't <laughs> Not... so that was yours that, john yeah, todd, that's not mine. john todd is your awkward person when i was telling you about this update you started laughing and telling me about this book you were reading that has similar <laughs> like awkward gym advice as well okay so. so my update so i have an audible subscription and my goal is to listen to more books and you know personal improvement and whatever else so as i'm traveling to work i have a long commute sometimes and so i'm just looking for something other than the radio to listen to 
So I'm reading this self-help book, and it's really talking about how you can become a better person, better version of yourself, and all these different facets. And So they, they'll give you a little description of the topic, and then they'll give you a challenge that you're supposed to do that day. Okay, okay. I like it so far. So the challenge is when you go to the gym... You know, because the recommendation is to go to the gym, which I happen to do, so check. We actually go to the gym together right. frequently. So I'm like, okay, good. I already go to the gym, and they say, okay, now I want you to get the phone numbers of five ladies at the gym. <laughs> Approach them. Well, cool. okay, I'm like, and, not sure what I think at this point. And, and get five phone numbers. You know, this is supposed to generate your confidence or mm -hmm. increase your confidence, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so my task was to go get five phone numbers of ladies at the gym. And awesome. in my mind, I'm like, okay, I need to opt out of that because I'm married. <laughs> but then the author then it proceeds just to say, okay, I understand some of you might be married. So if you're married, I would just take the number and throw it in the trash after you get it. <laughs> I'm like, this is the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. Are you in a relationship? Are you in a marriage? <laughs> so the, the goal was to go talk to five ladies at the gym, ask for their phone numbers mm -hmm. in a not awkward way, uh, and, and then proceed to throw those numbers in the trash, never to use them because cool. I'm married. Yeah. Is there anything worse that you could possibly do to make more awkward encounters? No. This is like the most awkward thing. Like we go to the gym around the corner. Most of our neighbors, people right. we go to church, which they're all at the gym. They're we walk the gym. in the gym together. Yeah. What is any lady going to think when you're like, I'm just trying to improve my confidence. Can I get your number? I'm not going to call you. I'm just going to throw it away. I'm like, oh. Don't worry. Okay. I won't call you ever. Just give I, me your number. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, please tell me you stopped listening to that so, book and the dumb advice from whoever yes, this author is. Yes, not all self-help <laughs> books are created equal. Um, yeah. But needless to say, I did not do the exercise. Yeah. So, well, prevented yourself awkward encounters with someone <laughs> like John Todd, not John Todd. All right. Well, those are the updates. So, Mikkel picked this topic. She's actually wanted to talk about it for a long time. It's not necessarily a hard-hitting topic. It's just a really interesting facet and discussion that seems to be very common with people who live with mental illness. And for years, Mikkel has had the most bizarre dreams. But they're so vivid. They're so real. And they're always based in something that is really currently going right. on, only exacerbated times 10 and in the worst way. Right. So it's not something entirely fantastical. No, it's not like an unrealistic dream. It's something like, oh my gosh, this really could have happened. Like right. when we were preparing for Ella's wedding, it was a short time frame. I kept having dreams that we, the wedding came and people showed up. And nothing was done. So, yeah. like, actually very realistic. Very realistic. <laughs> and I was already panicked about it. And so then to have dreams like this every night is exhausting, but also feels like, oh, my gosh, that totally could have happened. Yeah. And so then she was thinking, well, you know, why is this? And you started looking around and you found some other posts of people who are like, hey, I've got these vivid dreams as anybody else. and. It's a very common thing. And, and like I said, people know I follow a lot of different mental illness accounts. And one of the accounts I was following was like, okay, I started on this new antipsychotic and I'm having the craziest dreams. Does anyone else relate? And there were hundreds of comments. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, me too, me too, me too. So this is a really common thing. And it's affected by antipsychotics. And it also is affected by anxiety. 
And so many people who live with mental illness have these very realistic, not fantastical, very realistic, vivid dreams. And the other thing is I recall my dreams with so much detail. Every morning when I wake up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, babe, I had the weirdest dream. And then I proceed (laughs) to tell you all about it. But it's literally every single day I remember my dreams. Which is weird because I rarely remember my dreams. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what I dreamed last night or then I mean, I just don't remember. I just wake up and like, Oh, I dreamed something. Yeah. And the terrible thing about it is so many times because it's realistic and tied into something that's going on, but in the most stressful way, I wake up exhausted. So sleep is not always restful. I wake up starting the day feeling like, Oh my gosh, I'm so mentally tired and drained from this exhausting real life thing that happened to me last night while I was sleeping. (laughs) So, (laughs) which is kind of unfair in terms of you have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so you have a terrible night's sleep, which you're having anxiety during the night instead of resting. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up and you continue to have anxiety because you're wondering if what you dreamed was real. Yes, if anyone deserves a good night's sleep, it's me. Yeah. It's me. It's people who live with mental illness. People who don't, babe, you, you don't deserve a good night's sleep. You don't need it as much as we do. If we could switch, then we would. (laughs) That's nice of you to be so generous with (laughs) the idea. Anyway, I mean, obviously, we realize that's not how it works. And obviously, I'm being facetious. You also deserve to have a well-rested good night's sleep. Yes, everybody does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's your American right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, babe. (laughs) No, but I found this article on GoodRx Health, and it talked about uh, Prozac and other antidepressants. And specifically was talking about SSRIs. Mm -hmm. So you have experience with those. Right. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yes. It's a very common class of antidepressants, and it's typically what most antidepressants are that are used today. Like in the past, there are different kinds that were used, but today, Mm -hmm. the majority of them are the SSRIs. And these are like Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft, Celexa is what they listed. Well, and there's a lot of other ones like the Luvox, the Lexapro, like lots of common ones and newer medications are the SSRIs. So it says the SSRIs make more serotonin available in the brain. And so that improves your mood, but it can also affect your sleep and have a strong effect on your dream. So it's actually the serotonin, the same serotonin that helps you feel good during the day creates these vivid dreams at night. Because your brain doesn't turn off all the way. So I think that that has a big effect on it. So it says it can cause dreams to be more intense, Uh which you talk about. Makes sense. Instead of just like a, a, maybe a relaxing dream. (laughs) The nice ones when I was a little kid, like you dream that you're flying and you wake up and you're like, oh, that's so fun. (laughs) Now I wake up, I'm like, babe, why are you having an affair with the neighbor and why are you leaving me? (laughs) And it takes me like half the day to get talked off the ledge. Right. Even though I logically know it's a dream, the emotions are still tied up. (laughs) It takes a long time for them to calm down. The other interesting thing it's said is that fluoxetine increases the chance that you'll remember the dreams. Oh. So it's not only that you have intense dreams, but now you have medication that helps you remember. So thank you. Cool. <laughs> cool. Could it be less helpful for my night's sleep? I was also reading an article uh, from the Very Well Mind website And there's a nonprofit support group called Depression Sanctuary. And there's a woman that has a master's degree that wrote an article on this. Her name is Nancy Schimmelfinning. 
And it was all about the dreams also. And the difference between the SSRIs, which you just talked about, help you remember your nightmares. Yes. Have nightmares, number one, (laughs) and then remember them, number two. Thank you. Versus the old tricyclics, which is what used to be used most commonly to treat depression. And those actually help you have positive dreams. Mm. I'm like, what? Why am I stuck on the SSRIs when I could be on the tricyclics having lovely dreams and remembering them? Yeah. Yeah. Except there's a whole lot of like really crazy bad side effects, which is why people (laughs) stopped using tricyclics and moved to the SSRIs. Maybe I'll have a bad dream instead of having these terrible... (laughs) Instead of... What were all the side effects that you looked up when we were researching this? Dr. Google. Dr. Google. Tells we us refer to him a that, lot. That these side effects are drowsiness, blurred vision, constipation, yeah. dry mouth, drop in blood pressure, and urine retention. <laughs> uh, other possible side effects, weight loss, weight gain. I don't know how that works. I don't know how both of those are side effects. That's a really that tough side feels, effect. That feels wrong that you would even include both of those in the list, but that's okay. Thanks, Dr. Google. And excessive sweating, yeah. which is fun. And tremors. Tremors. Yeah. And sexual problems. Cool. All of those problems were like, never mind. So I'll maybe I'll have a bad dream. Yeah. You know what else when we were researching this was a lot of the medication you, can, you take for anti-anxiety, like the beta blockers, also produce nightmares. So that's why this is such a common side effect, because all of the most common medications used to treat anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, bipolar disorder, like all of those other things actually produce uh, nightmares and help you to remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that GoodRx Health article, it also referenced Effexor, Wellbutrin, Cymbalta. Yeah. Seriously, like all of the medications that I'm on. Yeah. Now, it does say, there is a a footnote that does talk about medication to help (laughs) the dreams. Yes. So, if you take this medication, it will combat the nightmares and help you have better dreams. But it's specifically a medication to help you have better dreams? Is that what this is? Well, to improve sleep quality that's taken before bed. So, it's trazodone. And so you could talk to your doctor about that, but there are other ways that we can, uh, I guess, home remedies, shall we say, to have a better (laughs) night's sleep other than taking another medication. You know what I want to say, which is actually like a funny family joke forever, but these nightmares and vivid dreams for years, a lot of these things like mimic pregnancy. Now you may or may not know this. I know this I've never been because pregnant. I have been pregnant a number of times. Yes. Yes. So a lot of the antidepressant side effects are the same as like pregnancy symptoms. Mm. And when we were researching this, I started laughing out loud because forever <laughs> it's been the family joke. Literally every single month I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm pregnant. I have a stash of home pregnancy tests in the bathroom that I use literally every month. And this goes on all the time. And I mean, even last month, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. She's like, mom, I am 20 years old. You are not pregnant. Okay. You're not. But every month, like all these same side effects from the antipsychotics and, you know, the dreaming and other pregnancy things and just physical effects that make you feel like you're pregnant. So that explains why I forever am in a perpetual state of paranoia that I'm pregnant, even though it's been 20 years since I've had a baby. It doesn't change the fact that every month 
I freak out about this and have to take a pregnancy test and have to be talked off the cliff of, no, Mikhail, you are not pregnant at 49. You're not. <laughs> so what do you do about that? What, what do you do about, is it something that you're always going to have to live with? So this is absolutely another one of those situations, kind of like lifestyle management that we talk about. It's a good idea for everyone to exercise every day, right? It's a good idea for everyone to stick on the same sleep and wake schedule and all of those different things. But for people who don't live with mental illness, you can get away with not doing it, right? Even though it's a good idea, when you live with mental illness, it's critical that you do these things. It's the same type of thing with sleep management and getting a good night's sleep. The things we're going to talk about are good ideas for anyone to have a better night's sleep. But when you live with mental illness or specifically when you're on some of these antipsychotics or beta blockers, SSRIs, that cause nightmares and cause you to have a less restful night's sleep, it's more important. It's imperative that you do these things to help you have a better night's sleep. So some of these things are, like number one, have downtime before bed right? Mm -hmm. And mental downtime. Like I have gone through periods where I'm very particular about like, I can't watch TV. I can, especially I can't watch, watch intense or anxiety inducing television. We used to watch Blacklist. That is a mm -hmm. no, no, a few hours before bed. That can't happen. That's like a Saturday daytime activity. Cannot be a nighttime activity. When we're looking for shows to watch, we'll say, how about this? And Michael will say, um, Probably a little too close to bedtime for that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll have to do it some other time. It's like, yeah. how about this one? Yeah, that's about what I, I'm looking for before bed. It's, it's got to be light and fluffy, no consequences. Also one that you can turn off in the middle of and you're not missing anything. Yeah. So it's got to be something like that. But I still need downtime before bed. Reading is generally a better activity for me before bed. Yeah. But it, again, it can't be it can't be intense. Mm -hmm. It can't be intense. It can't be a storyline that's gonna like keep like some me murder mystery. In. Yeah. It's just gotta be like light and fluffy. Magazine article reading, like organizing magazines, you mm -hmm. know, peaceful, relaxing things, decorating magazines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read an article that talked about soaking in a bath oh, before bed. Yeah. Yeah, Could, we would need to remodel our bathroom because we currently have a standing walk-in shower. True. So, oh, I agree with that. We should remodel our bathroom and get a soaking tub <laughs> so that I can take a take a nice soak before bed. So instead, we've started to use the uh, hot tub outside. Oh, yeah. We just finished the backyard. Uh -huh. But I've noticed a difference, too, going out and soaking and just relaxing in the hot tub. Uh -huh. Man, I just... Conk right out after that. You conk right out no matter what. It's one of those things that for years I've been so bitter over. We come to bed and like 90 seconds later, you're like snoring and off in happy dreamland. And I'm like, can't fall asleep and have all this crazy thoughts running through my head and can't quiet my brain down. And I just lay there and get madder and madder, which doesn't help me sleep. Well, and I'm not trying to flex, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like I, I can either fall show sleep a little bit better than you. That's all. I can either show solidarity by staying up and being in pain the next day, or <laughs> I can just go to bed. And one of us has to have a good night's sleep to deal with the other one. one We're not saying who's who. We're not. Either one. We We're can switch off. We're not adding anyone here. <laughs> <laughs> But we do appreciate getting a good night's sleep. So, yeah, just focusing on your bedtime routine 
How far in advance would you say? For me, it's at least an hour of like solid quiet time. Sam needs more than that. Sam needs like a solid couple hours. And so it depends. If I've had a really busy day, I actually will need a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. One of the other things I saw, um, like some people like to color before bed. And you all know how much we love Bipolar to Life Instagram account. She posted a really funny meme a while ago that said, my therapist recommended coloring before bed and has one of those cool like (laughs) pictures that with the little details that you just color in. It's just a pretty design. Except the coloring, somebody's used like a really angry color red and it's like scribbled all over the top. With their fist. (laughs) (laughs) So coloring like that may or may not really achieve the desired effect of calming you down. So uh, another thing that really helps me as having a journal by the side of my bed or a notebook. And I use it in multiple ways. Some days, like if I'm down, I'll use it as a gratitude journal and I'll write in like the good things that happened that day, really just to acknowledge them and like cement them in my brain for the day. Because sometimes when you're dealing with mental illness or in a depressive state for me, especially my brain literally forgets the good things and gloms on to the bad things. And that's why one of the things I say all the time is like, choose to see the good because it's a conscious effort for my brain to do that, depending on the state of cycle that I'm in, whether it's depressive or hypomanic or whatever. So I use a journal in that way if I'm feeling down. Um, another way I like to use the journal is sometimes my thoughts will just be spinning so fast. And so I can use it kind of as a brain dump. Sometimes I'll write lists of things to do for the next day just so they're out of my brain and I don't have to worry about them being in my brain and ruminating. It's like, oh, I already took care of that. It's on the list for tomorrow. I don't need to worry about it. And sometimes I use it just to like literally just brain dump on like, (laughs) (laughs) and then I rip those pages out, throw them in the garbage before anyone else can see them because they're not intended for anyone other than just to quiet my brain down. And I think that's the important thing for me is my brain just needs to be quiet to really enhance a good night's sleep. Or in all honesty, sometimes I'm like, look, I just need a hug. Yeah. I just need a hug and I need to not talk because my brain is trying to be quiet. Yeah. So those are the things that have really helped. And then you also don't end up in the doghouse in the morning for, you know, leaving me for the neighbor yeah. or something that actually never really happened, but that still takes time for my emotions to calm down from. So thanks. Well, that, thanks for not doing that, babe. That was another thing that this uh, article I read mentioned was in the morning or after someone has a nightmare, vivid dreams, offering them reassurances. And I, I, chuckled. <laughs> I didn't leave you. <laughs> I'm still here. I have to do We're not so getting much. Divorced. <laughs> I have to do so much damage control over things I've never done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier now just as the years have gone on. Be- I mean, logically, I know that all these things were dreams, but before the emotions were really hard to like yeah. just purge, I guess, because they just sat. And now I'm I'm better at it, but it still does require reassurance. I still have to tell you. Yeah. And then you're like, no, babe, we're not getting divorced. I, I still love <laughs> you. You're not the worst person I've ever known in my life. <laughs> yeah. Should wake up and say, oh, my goodness. You want to know what my dream was last night? You're always like, no, I no, I do not brace myself because I'm was. off gallivanting, doing some very inappropriate <laughs> things all the time. And it's just unfair. It is unfair. You didn't even do it. You I didn't, didn't even, even get do to do it. I don't no. know if it's a get to, but no. like, you didn't misbehave in any way. And yet you're still accused. But I and guess you still have to deal with the repercussions and the emotions that come. So See, I didn't even go get the phone numbers from the ladies at the gym. <laughs> 
Bad advice. <laughs> Bad advice, 24-year-old self-help guru. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you have to offer reassurances mm-hmm. and I have to say, no, so everything's okay. <laughs> I did not. I I'm did not, not leaving you. Yes. I love you. So, that's very important. <laughs> Which, Even though you didn't do it. Right. Incidentally, though, uh, constant reassurance is something that is probably going to be required for someone living with mental illness. We are going to do another episode about this. Again, some of these aren't hard-hitting episodes, but we try to hit them in between of our great professionals, just just because they're interesting conversations. Yeah. So, Although, sleep is important. Yeah. I mean, it, when we talk about this, when you're running on lack of sleep or you don't have a restful night's sleep, if you stack those back-to-back, yeah. it's it can be very, very devastating. So it's not a minimal matter yeah. but uh, i've had interesting times where i've not been sleeping well and a lot of times it's just because there's more stressful things going on in our lifetime like prepping for the wedding for instance i'm not you know there are many stressful things but that in particular is one i specifically remember because i had nightmares almost every night and i was exhausted and i was having a really hard time managing my emotions and all of all of the things and when i talked to my psychiatrist and we realized it really is just a stress management issue. It's just anxiety because there was so much on my plate in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so she actually added a medication that I took just until the wedding was over. It was a small one, but it made a huge difference. And we backed off it and I don't take it anymore. Yeah. But now I know in my back pocket, if I need something to help control some of those extra thought ruminations, I guess, or obsessive compulsive thoughts that kind of seem to come and won't go during stressful times for me. And I don't know if that's true for everyone with bipolar, but that's definitely true for me. So it sometimes will require extra management and communication with our wonderful professionals, my excellent psychiatrist, whom I love. Thank you, Dr. (laughs) Kinner. And we talk about Ellen Michael's wedding. Uh-huh. Uh, today is their one-year anniversary. Ah, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, happy Ellen Happy anniversary. They are no longer newlyweds. Nope. They are very offended when you say newlyweds, so don't say that. They've been married <laughs> a year. They are old hat at this. But, you know, talking about sleep and, you know, if you're anticipating something stressful coming up, you know, a, a wedding or a family get-together or, you know, Christmas or... Uh, a big family reunion or something or anything. anything. Test, school, whatever. School, whatever, whatever you have is. going on in your life. Yeah, talk to your doctors about it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and prep for it. And buffer in extra wind down time and extra sleep. And again, like to me, the journal and the wind down is specifically really good. And another thing, we didn't talk about this, but another thing that I use a lot is I have a playlist that really is just like mm. Soothing, soothing sleep sounds. And it, most of it is like repetitive over and over because I don't, I want something that's just going to like settle in the back of my brain to quiet the noise. Yeah. So that's another something that helps me. Music. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, those are our small recommendations for a better night's sleep. And if it still is something that's not managed, talk to your wonderful doctor and they can help you get a better night's sleep. That's what we pay them for, for their knowledge and expertise. So good luck to all of you. If you're the cheerleader and you have to deal with the repercussions, we're sorry. We're very sorry on both ends. You're doing a lot of terrible things (laughs) at night that you don't even know about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us today. If you have topics that you would like to see covered or questions that you would like answered, you can submit them on our website, Mental Illness Warrior. You can follow us for more tips on our Instagram, mentalillness.warrior. If you like this podcast, 
rate it, and share it with a friend. Thank you for being here, and we will see you next time. See you next time.